0: Happy Love Day today. I am sitting here thinking of all the different places where I can either find or strengthen love in my life, whether it be typical places like relationships or hobbies or activities of self care, which of late for me have been things like playing Super Mario Galaxy or Writing a a two or three line poem in the morning Or the usual meditation on a sunny morning with a cup of tea And then the more difficult places uh, Like moments of agitation or frustration Or when you hear a voice of judgment come into play And you work through it And the love heals that moment which are often even more sweet-tasting times, considering. And um, sitting with the remembrance that no matter where I find the love at, no matter how it's expressed, that the nature of life itself is loving, and that I am loved, and that you are loved. I hope that you find some today and I hope that it's so strong today that every day this year feels like it deserves a moment of meditation on love. Speaking of love, my guest today, who's filled with it, Tiffany, worked on hair and makeup for season four of Fargo and she gifted me with such an intimate and genuine and calm discussion that I'm so excited to share. Please watch Fargo if you haven't from season one forward. It will change your life in terms of what you think a drama slash thriller slash black comedy slash mystery show is capable of. I hope that Tiffany's voice and words affect you as nicely and calmly as they did me. And I wish you a beautiful day. Whatever day it is for you, here's my conversation with Tiffany Anderson.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, I think we're ready to go. I'm recording. Yeah. So. Awesome. How's your day been?
2: Uh, it's been pretty good. We had um, I had a nice day off. Hmm. Um, relaxed on a nice sunday the weather's a little bitter cold now that it's getting cl- deeper into winter
1: yeah um, yeah yeah what about you i had a decent day myself also relaxing yeah. the, the weather was not as bitter as it's as it's been but mm. a little a little bit of a wind i like a little bit of a wind yeah, oh, yeah i just i just watched some fargo actually to oh, get in the yeah, mood
2: about winter
3: and because of (laughs) last year being taken over
2: completely by fargo i just call
3: it fargo season and every time
2: i see like you know trees with no leaves and
3: just the (laughs) midwest skyline i
2: can't help but just think about uh last year (laughs) just all the work that we put into the show
1: yeah so you it, it took that much time huh
2: it did i mean um it we started last we started in 2019 and like prep in September. Mm. So we started prepping in September, and then we started shooting October seventh um, of last of 2019, mm. and then um, March, and then we shot through the sum, you know, through the fall and the winter, and then it was like March twelfth. They called off because of the pandemic and the yeah. COVID and the and the quarantine, and that's uh, Friday the thirteenth was the official day of. Uh, <laughs> quarantining for me that was the, we were supposed to work that friday and we were all excited for it to be friday the 13th and laughing about you know oh what, what but but pre- like that had been a little overshadowed by like the two weeks before i think we started getting whispers of what um covid was and and that was like we'd, he, we'd hear people like whispering on set being like corona or like covid you know saying <laughs> different things about that but and then you know
3: as soon as you saw the NBA go down yeah. and all the different events
2: being cancelled, we had three weeks left of shooting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I remember thinking like, well, you know, maybe we'll we'll finish it up. Like we'll just we'll, we'll we'll just push through, you know, like most film sets, like you try to push through whatever challenges, whether it be weather or what have you, and um I think April sixth was supposed to be our like our last shooting day uh-huh. and i remember sitting like on my couch <laughs> you know at that point three weeks into quarantining and being like there would have been no way I could have <laughs> finished that <laughs> there would have been no way that that was gonna happen um just like those three weeks i don't know about you but that was like a.
1: it was pretty intense the first bit you know and, you know i had a I had a really interesting experience where i was actually i went to a cabin <laughs> um in northern Michigan with my friend on the Thursday before things really, really shut down. And we we weren't on our phones really at all. And so it it was obvious that things were changing but we yeah. didn't we didn't know to what extent. And so we came back to the world on like Friday evening and it was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> you're
3: like, oh, what? That sounds like a movie. That sounds...
1: It was. It was I... so interesting. And we were also in northern Michigan. And northern Michigan yeah. is pretty much isolated. So people weren't behaving any differently there. Yeah. There was no... There were no talks of it. But then when we came down to where I live, which is, like, more towards the middle slash south of the state, it was like, oh, nothing is going on any longer. <laughs>
2: That's wild. That's actually, I feel like um, there was a different couple of uh, accounts that came around that, like, people would go on, like, yoga retreats, or they were (laughs) backpacking for a month. I think Jared Leto was, like, out on some, like, meditation retreat or something, and he comes back, and, you know, people don't have their phones you know access to their phones
0: they turned it on and the news like in the world just like flipped on them you know no it it was
1: so bizarre yeah and when we went um we went to have a a psilocybin mushroom experience that was the intention of the trip and so yeah that was the first time i'd really had an experience that had affected me as strongly as that one did and so for that that to be transforming my inner world as much as it was which you know Ultimately affects the outer world, and then for that to happen, it was, yeah. It's it's a really that's a trip. Yeah, that's wild. There's a lot of energy in the this year in all sorts of manners. That's that's the best way to put it. I believe. I don't know. You know, you sound like
2: you're kind of into the energies and such. I I've been feeling that a lot. You know, you always like think about your intentions or or the things you say out loud, Mm -hmm. and. I think that is something I've been focusing a lot of my year and like what the things I want to do and the things I want to say, yeah. I really make sure that I don't say things out of gesture, out of like, you know, spur to the moment feelings, whether it be negativity or positivity, because you don't know how powerful those intentions or those, those intentions could be. Absolutely. And, um, I, yeah, so I've, I've seen some cool things happen with that too, but, um, you know, I could imagine the things that are going through your mind, if like on a trip like that. You might like want to let go of certain things and, mm. and dive into new things, and you come back, and the whole you missed you missed the the toilet paper uh,
3: <laughs> w- wars. And
1: well, what's funny is yeah. I actually I bought I went to a Dollar General up north and bought a bunch of toilet paper for my mother because she had said that there was none near her, and she asked me to grab some for her. <laughs> I said sure, ma. Whatever, whatever you need, <laughs> I'll get some shit.
3: Yeah,
2: sure. Okay, cool. I, I still think it's so funny that like paper products like that were so quickly the first things that people are like, oh no, I need, yeah. if I'm not leaving my house. I gotta stock
1: up. Like <laughs> that? That's what you're gonna go for?
2: Yeah, that's the thing you need the most, I guess. Like, I don't know. The days they they skyrocketed in prices as well, yeah. which is like just so funny. Like. It, it just, that was like, I guess people are all, you know, humans at some
3: point. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah.
2: all basic humans. We all have the ba- basic human
1: needs, but... We're goofy.
2: Um, yeah. I, re- I got, I was actually um, kind of sick at the beginning of
3: January. Uh-huh. And, you know, who knows what it was now, but... I bought, I stocked up on a lot of like different like tissues
1: and cold medicine <laughs> and all this stuff. And so when all of it happened, I like opened up my pantry and I was like, I'm good. I'm not I'm going good. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like, everything's
1: good. That's funny. I, w- I was really sick myself in, I think, mid December. And I don't mm-hmm. want to say that it was COVID, but mm-hmm. I have definitely never been that sick in my life. And um, yeah. I was living alone at the time. And yeah. I, there were like I didn't take it as seriously as I guess I should have, but there were many nights where I was in so much pain from simply being unable to breathe that I was like I could just not wake up potentially. Like that, yeah. that was the main issue with my sickness was that I couldn't take a deep breath. I couldn't get any air yeah. in, and no matter what medication I took, I took like steroids. I took a bunch of different Muconex. I took. I went to the doctor. They tested me for a bunch of different things. They said it was none of the above for all the tests and thankfully I got over it but it was like a good two weeks where I was pretty much isolated in my apartment and and then it all happened and I thought hmm that's I wonder
2: yeah you know I was so I did I ran background for the the hair department on Fargo so from um from September until until we got shut down there would be days where we had anywhere between, like, our regular 12 to 40 to 100 to the, the scene where we did the, the train, um, the Union Station, like, the untouchable scenes, mm-hmm. we had 300 background. And that was, wow. watching that watching all that, um, you know, that was a thrill of my life. Like,
3: I <laughs> never,
2: I had, we were shooting overnights, and I had, like, this a- an- adrenaline power like running through me mm-hmm. and I you know I hired all these background stylists to get our
3: bg through the cap through the yeah. through
2: the works with along with wardrobe and makeup and everything had to be very specific so you never know how how much you're gonna see of anybody so every mm-hmm. single background person that we had was always seen and taken a photo and and gone through the whole works wow um and we so that's a lot of people to contact like have contact back and forth (laughs) there's no like travel bans there's no quarantines before or after traveling and we all went like we all had a two week vacation for Christmas and New Year's so Mm. you know you get time off with your family and I decided to take like the last half of it um, after Christmas and celebrated New Year's in Chicago with a friend of mine from LA she had come back in and she wasn't feeling well but you know I didn't, con- I, you know, I, who knows, she said she wasn't feeling well, she still went for it, got some cold medicine, and still had a good New Year's, <laughs> I, le- I left on New Year's Day, yeah, she's she's about it, you know,
0: uh-huh.
2: um, on New Year's Day I left to go to Palm Springs to kind of ha- isolate myself to have, like, a, if you will, a social distance vacation uh-huh. before, you know, that was a thing, I was just like, I just want to be alone, I just want to, like, detox you know, detox my energy if you will like mm-hmm. just relax and, and not have to think about anything other than being poolside in, in Palm Springs right
3: so I did that for myself and I
2: came back and two weeks later I had a very similar experience I was sicker than I'd ever been I like wow. my body hurt in a way I couldn't my everything from my brain to my ears like my lungs and, you know, it wasn't like a normal sick that I'd. if you get like a flu or something and I felt really, really bad and I, I had to call off of work, which is not really, you know, before all this, people wouldn't call off of work if they just were not feeling kind of, you know, if you feel a little kind of sick, you maybe go in, finish your day or like leave a little early. but.
3: Um, yeah.
2: I had a very similar feeling like i
3: my ribs really hurt like I, mm. I had coughed so much that i don't
2: know if i like had bruised my ribs oh, or bruised oh my, my lungs
3: um
2: i had like put lidocaine patches because i thought that would help but <laughs> i it's funny i had a i think a lot of people might have had similar um feelings before and i think like you know it's just like thinking about the amount of people that i came in contact with that you just to, that do their hair and then do the next person's hair and yeah. you know you wash your hands off in between but um you can only do oh. so much before you, you get to the next person
3: yeah man but now
2: it's like the what we're doing now um coming coming having having the last three weeks of fargo to shoot really like helped me through my quarantine because you know at first it was two weeks you know, and then they, t- they send an email out every Friday saying,
3: we will get back to you on what our plan is, as the, you know, as this world is yeah. figuring it out as
2: well, which was always like this, like kind of exciting Friday message for a while, because you're like, maybe, you know, even though you're <laughs> watching the news, like maybe they figured it out, maybe Fargo's got it. Um, and then we finally started getting messages in August saying like, okay, we're, you know, these messages, were." are we're gonna we're gonna get back to it so coming up pretty soon and then we we started prep for the next the last three weeks again in September and it was like or maybe it was like later August but we shot in September and it was this really funny thing to come back because it was almost a full year from when we first started to finish the last couple episodes And, and everything had changed like the way that we do sanitation the way that we do you know even more clean even more isolated like we didn't have as many background um mm. we still had some but we we i we kept the people who did our background people away from from you know regular cast and we had pods kind of working around so everybody's <laughs> like in a cer- certain zone and then within that zone everybody was in a pod so um and if you did if you were i was a stylist i got i got a promotion if you will um and i was i went from background stylist to the key stylist which is just under the department head
3: mm-hmm.
2: um and so i was kind of more in the trailer and doing more of the the main cast mm-hmm. which was really exciting um but i wasn't allowed to go to set at all like i i oh. maybe dropped something off but normally once i would be finished with doing hair and makeup on any set that person would go to set and watch their 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 actors and and you know do touch us touch ups as you will um, as needed. But this time around, anybody who was in the trailer was like forbidden to go to set, which for the first <laughs> time for me, like as a like a set person, as somebody <laughs> who like loves working and in, in the filmmaking yeah. area as well, um, that was really challenging. <laughs> that, was a, that was a new thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even go i can't even go over there i I like (laughs) you know drop something off occasionally but i wasn't really allowed to cross certain paths and like i was a restricted trailer zone area um
1: it's it's really interesting to think on how the the actual art is being changed and affected because mm -hmm. of like perhaps you know the way the actors feel and the way that they're performing Mm -hmm. and like you said the difference of background actors like I don't. I wonder if it's going to be noticeable to see projects that come out if, if you're going to be able to see, or if just knowing that they were shot during this time, or. Yeah,
2: that's something I'm like thinking. Like as as you said, you were, you started watching some Fargo, um, and I'm I'm one episode behind. I'm waiting. The finale comes out tonight, the season mm. finale, which I'm very excited about. But I was I'm going to reserve the last two episodes. Um, to watch back to back. so The last episode I watched was the black and white episode, which was probably my, um, that was, that was a personal favorite of mine. Mm. Um, and then watching how that came out, how that, how that, how the VFX, how the, how the art department, how Mm -hmm. the wardrobe all really came together. That was, to me, it was a very, very strong episode.
1: Um, have you seen that episode? No, I haven't. I actually, I just started season four tonight believe oh, it or gosh, not wow. okay so that's yeah. i think that when we shot that that
2: was episode eight but now they've labeled it episode nine they mm. they kind of added on um instead of it t- being 10 episodes they added on an 11th episode but using the content of which we shot oh um and that episode to me was i was screaming i was screaming at the tv i was so <laughs> excited i like i like that feeling came back there's there's a scene where there's a lot of wind happening mm. and um i was responsible for helping keep that wig on
3: <laughs>
2: and so that was like like a piece of hair that is on one of the actors um, yeah i was so i was like watching that Just, <laughs> i have screenshots of my phone from this, this <laughs> viewer app where we we can see the monitors now on our phones mm. um and so that was something that
3: but
1: oh that's cool going forward yeah so that's that's something that's Kind of also
2: kind of been adopted now instead of everyone collecting around monitors they've got apps now that you can view monitors through your phone um wow but that but i was wondering like how it's going to be and i'm really interested to see how people and how i see it as we drop off background like because we went from that episode with the train there's a train scene episode um where we have like 300 background and then it goes to virtually almost no background um for those last three weeks, which is okay because some of the scenes don't really call for it anyways. But, um, you know, I'm also watching The Crown and they have a lot of background. They have a lot of people mm. um, in their scene, in a lot of their scenes. So I'm thinking like, how are these shows <laughs> that we that are reliant on crowds, you know? Yeah. Or the trial of Chicago 7 that was on, um, that was shot in Chicago a little bit mm-hmm. last year as well. Um, or last year 2019 I guess yeah it's last year um the, you know they had a huge crowd days and I'm wondering like how that's going to come off cinematically with shows coming up like is it just going to be a few actors
0: I haven't um, thought of that at all that's
1: really yeah. interesting
2: background was my life for like for Fargo so
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: when it, and it, that also happened uh while while we were shutting down, there was a situation where one of the shows in Chicago had a cast, me- like a crew member, a director, I believe she was from LA. Um, she became positive with COVID, but she didn't find out until she was back in LA. She got tested cause she was sick and she had been around a bunch of crew members and we shoot at the same stages. Oh. So, oh. um, and you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cross working you know you got yeah. crew members working one show one day and then they're, they're day players they get called for different shows and you know every and Chicago's a small town the film industry here is a small town so it's not uncommon that you know your best friend or your roommate or your partner is working on one show and you're working on another mm. um and so there was like these whispers that came around and it was like the first beginning whispers of corona coming into chicago on and like affecting our our sets co- particularly and um yeah so that was like that became like this like slithering like little whisper I forget what my exact point was for that but um
1: (laughs) that's interesting you know once Mm
2: -hmm. once one show got it it became like because you work in like such a bubble that you kind of you kind of are on your own bubble like your own little island of filmmaking Mm -hmm. but when you're sharing the same stages and you're sharing the same things like that that little cross-contamination happens so quickly oh there that's what i was going to say so the background um one of the our background actresses was working on one show that had a cast member or a crew member that had you know come down with positive covid test and she was on our show like that following week and we were just figuring this stuff out. And so it became, they started to kind of like mitigate like how, how are we going to start dealing with this? You know, we're going to shut down our crews and our VG or our day players. And so we had to ask all of our background artists, like have any of you worked? We started asking crew members, actors, um, crew and and stylists. Like if you've worked on this show or this show, (laughs) we're going to have to ask you to leave. And so like that started happening. So that that week was a little now like I'm remembering all this now but thinking about that like we had to it was like kind of making and we had to ask one of our background stylists to stop working on an actress because she had worked on another show and you know this was before masks and and all that and you know when someone asks for a tissue you just hand them a tissue and they <laughs> you know wipe their nose and put it in the trash but you don't think of that as like a sign of mm-hmm. like what's to come so like I just I just remember that um little close call but yeah
1: and how how was the beginning of isolation for you in quarantining what did what did you spend your time doing oh
2: wow um well it was very I feel like it was a naive time it was a naive
1: (laughs) time of quarantine (laughs) I
2: I, my boss actually so she is from Vancouver originally but works all over and when this started happening she was like i she decided to go to mexico into tulum and she rented out um a house out there and i was like well what happens if when we come back like how long are you gonna be gone for like how long are, <laughs> have you rented this house and she's like well i rented it for six months and i was like wait i was like wait a second what <laughs> she's like i was like that's gonna be what happens if like fargo comes back next month and she's like oh it's i don't think that that's gonna happen and i was like you're you're silly you're,
3: you know you're silly so you know she expedited her made sure that she got her all of her bags and all of her her passport um and then she the next
2: week she like booked it out um and went to we also we left our trailers kind of like we didn't know so we left most of our stuff in our trailers as far as like our tools and stuff um and eventually we got to go back and get them but <laughs> she left and I was like, wait a second. Like, I was, I kind of like, that was the first time I kind of like, wait, is this real? Like what's happening? Right. Um, and so the first couple of weeks I was really, I was okay in a way of like being isolated. I just hung out by myself. I have, a, I was living alone and I had my cat I became friends with my upstairs housemate, and the two of us got along, but at the beginning I hadn't quite known her yet, and so I just, I really just isolated, and I watched a lot of TV shows, um, I watched Gossip Girl for the first time. How was it? Um, I don't know, if it was good, it was something I wish I would have watched when I was in high school, because I was, um, I was like, oh, this is what everyone was talking about, like, this is so funny, um, and then I kind of went into different trails, like the, the one of the actors in gossip girl is also that actor that is in the show you on netflix Mm. um so then i watched that afterwards and i'm like this guy is got some (laughs) you know he's you can watch his his roles that he put picks and it's like it almost could be the same person they both happen in new york he's both a very obsessive boyfriend Mm. so it's just kind of like things like that yeah um i did a lot of walking around my neighborhood um like very very isolated walks like late at night
3: because
2: mm-hmm. um, I lived in Logan Square and it's very a nice residential area in Chicago yeah. um, and you know it was very quiet it was uh I think the Sunday as the restaurants closed that was like when it really hit me that the, like what was happening was super serious and mm-hmm. so I took my last like last meal, if you will, at a, at a restaurant that I really love in Logan Square called Lula.
1: Mm. Um, What'd you get?
2: D- didn't didn't hesitate on ordering everything. I ordered like a glass <laughs> of wine. I ordered an entree. I ordered the appetizer. I ordered dessert.
1: Um, wow. Good for you.
2: I, you know, I was like, I, I, I really wasn't <laughs> sure. I was like, and I, I made an intention to make sure that if this is, this is it for restaurants because chefs you know you could see it on their faces like restaurant staff and chefs were very you could see their faces really um they didn't know what was going on and you know i can't i know that now it's months later it's just even more affected (sighs) um but so that restaurant is still open i'm i I, it's still my favorite i'm really hoping one day i get to eat at their beautiful bar again (laughs) um it's just wonderful beautiful bar with antique kind of like look to it Mm. um yeah and then i also did like a little window watching of my neighbors i saw (laughs) there's a a house across the street that like did not care it did not really be affected by the quarantining and i I think it was it was saint patrick's day
3: weekend and they had a
2: huge party and i was just like watching them like what is happening (laughs) Um, and so it's like, you know, I stayed up late I'm, I'm a night owl. So, mm. um, I did a lot of staying up late. Um, and I, there was a point where I was watching a couple movies and I looked out the window and I realized it was three o'clock and there's like people out front of their place still. Oh. And you see this little cigarette light or maybe a joint or something being <laughs> passed around to different
3: people. Like I just mm. saw this tiny little light being passed <laughs> around
2: and I was just like, these people are terrifying <laughs> like, it's like you guys are nuts <laughs> oh
1: my like, goodness man um,
2: it was just it's just funny you know seeing those practices and um meanwhile I'm across the street watching like um what's that movie uh Contagion <laughs>
0: like, I think I, I was one of those people watching some of that at the beginning and then
2: I think huh. it, after that movie though I was like I'm good I think I'm I'm done with this <laughs> it's like, I don't need to yeah reels um
1: <laughs> yeah
2: but i got into like reading about because
1: i was looking for comfort too so i started yeah. looking into a lot of like history of the pandemic from before mm. um what'd you learn like 19
2: 1918 well i knew so a few things a lot about like how they handled it and what they did for practices as far as where the patients would go mm-hmm. um in san francisco they had they had things set up for people to be, um, you know, not in the hospitals so that people could go. And I think this was originally possibly a plan maybe that they had at the beginning of this, but for the patients who were sick, they would go into a separate facility that wasn't the hospital so that people who needed to be at the hospital could still be there instead of also getting sick. Um, so that was interesting seeing like how they dealt with that but then i was more reading like afterwards and how long it took for them you know there's also the fashion back then they they all wore masks and that was there's all these like vintage wear a mask um wow posters up so that was interesting to see there's like very like very old school looking hand painted posters saying protect you know kind of like the same sentiments that we're saying now is like protect others wear a mask. but then there was also a lot of riots afterwards Um, but that was more like worker rights riots and like the conditions they wanted like that was a a big movement for unions and workers and unions so I started kind of reading a lot into that as being a union member now in Chicago Mm -hmm. I was like interested to see like you know sometimes you want to make sure that your union has your best interest in hand and that you do have healthy working conditions and I feel Mm -hmm. like uh, IATSE, I feel very safe with the things that they've gone and done with like SAG and yeah. and direct the DGA. Like I feel like that, them making the white pages and working on that for like months and months at a time and throwing out ideas that just aren't going to work. That makes me feel safe going back to work. Um, it, it's just a matter of people listening on set. Um, but I, I also like looked at it as the excitement of what's to come. Um, So two years after uh, the pandemic in 1918, it was the roaring 20s, as now we call it. So that was when jazz music and champagne Mm. and and parties and short skirts and short hairstyles were really... You know, the, the lifestyle, so I was like, you know, in in my sweatpants and my hoodie outfits just reading about, like, maybe what the fun, to fun to come, you know, maybe we'll be able to go to concerts again and, and dance around in cute outfits and, and put, you know, have, you know, at least, like, a f- spice of life again, uh, so that was that was something I, I also liked reading about was the, and also it was, like, not the greatest time you know in american history but um, yeah at least it had a little bit of spark of joy um in that
3: hmm. and also
2: buying a lot of sweatpants i don't know about you but i bought a lot of like <laughs> <laughs> amazon things and sweatsuits and very
3: comfortable shoes and
1: yeah i i got into um overalls and coveralls and jumpsuits this summer i yeah. would say
2: yeah i think that's like that's a. Uh, I, I keep seeing more coveralls and overalls. Uh-huh. I, I have some of myself. And I, I, I think about that as, you know, when in show, like, what is that? Um, you know, you whenever you see movies of, like, dystopian futures or, uh-huh. you know, everybody's in, like, uniforms and stuff, like, their they're <laughs> outfits sometimes are, are very, like,
1: neutral toned yeah. or they're, like, utilitarian
3: or militant in a way. hmm and you're thinking, like, oh, how did they all
2: start dressing like this? <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm, like, looking at my closet. I've got, like, boots and cargo pants.
3: And <laughs> and like,
1: yeah, one of my uh, suits is a – it's like a – it's an army green jumpsuit. <laughs> and it, yeah. it looks exactly like, like I'm about to ship out or something.
2: But you could also – that's – I – for some reason, like, I – I think that an outfit like that you could wear it's almost meant to be worn like multiple times a week and you, you know you change your underlayer or something oh no and man that out and you're just like that's just when I, I
1: have five of these and i'm a cartoon character now when i got my my dickies overalls they're like a light brown mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. this was probably just the middle of the year there were at least i'd say two to three full weeks where every single day i'd wake up you know i'm like okay I'll change my underwear, I'll change my shirt, I'll shower, I'll change my socks, but the overalls just go right back on. Like, right. nothing's really happening to them. I'm not spilling food on them. They don't smell any sort of way. And I, I wore the overalls every day for about three yeah. weeks.
2: And they, and they start to hug your body. It just, like, yeah. feels good.
1: <laughs> and I would get a little paint on them, and I'd be like, you know what? That's all right. <laughs> there it is. That's meant to be. <laughs> There's a little bit of paint. Yeah,
2: I think that, I don't know about you, but it, like, I feel like sometimes that high school or junior high, like, bullying comes in my mind, and I'm, like, (laughs) thinking about, like, do I wear these pants again today? Like, no one's gonna ever, first of all, no one's gonna notice. 2nd you're not doing anything so, like rugged that there's a reason to wash your pants once every time you wear them one time like you can wear them over like no one's gonna be like oh my god are you wearing the same clothes from yesterday first of all i'm at my house all day
3: no one sees
2: me um or you know but it's like that that kind of thing like what there is you don't need to with a coverall especially that's meant to be worn in a little bit before you throw it in the wash that's only meant to be washed and hung dry mm-hmm. uh, if it gets, you know, questionable after a while.
1: But Yeah, I, l- I lived with three of my good friends throughout the summer, and mm-hmm. we we each had a piece of clothing which we would call our totems. And so mm-hmm. m- mine was my overalls. My friend Cole had this, like, uh, Asian-inspired, like, martial arts yellow pair of pants. Mm-hmm. My friend Alex mm-hmm. had, like, a, a thick burgundy Baggy pair of pants, and then my friend James had like a handmade shirt from Guatemala that he really, really liked, and we we each wore those pieces like several times a week, and it was just the recognition of like, oh, there you are, there you are again, <laughs> and it, it did get to that there point you where you're like in a TV show, and it's like, yup, same T-shirt every day, every day, and that's and that's okay. I feel like that's. Yeah. Um... We're not going anywhere. We're not rolling around in the dirt. Yeah. I'm not sweating today. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> There's no point in,
3: like, you know, obviously hygiene is, take care of yourself, but <laughs> yeah. one of
2: those things, like, just because I put on this same sweatshirt every day doesn't mean that, um, so there's nothing wrong with that, it, keep, it gives you comfort, you know, you're sitting on the same couch every day, you don't wash it every time you're done touching it, you know, so, <laughs> I guess in quarantine you're sitting <laughs> on the same
3: couch every day. <laughs>
1: I'm just, I'm trying to watch our conversation from outside of it. and <laughs> It's just like, it's not like we we're just trying to reason with. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's all right. I, <laughs> I think people, I think people will find it um, relatable. Yeah. I think that it's a very relatable thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, the older I get, the more sweatshirts in particular. They don't, they don't need anywhere near as much washing as I had once thought. Absolutely not. No. I, I think
2: my favorite sweatshirts that I have are the ones that kind of you know smell like you you know they yeah. have a little bit of I, I wear perfume sometimes or mm-hmm. I have like my hair products but it, it has like the marking of my tear my like
3: my scent
2: <laughs> so it's like but then the, you know so then you wear it and you feel comfortable and um, it's it's just like a yeah your totem piece i didn't think about that but i i
3: definitely had a i'm trying to think what my totem piece was over (laughs) um
2: quarantine i i I bought a couple um matching sweatsuits because i i do like a good
3: coordination Uh um
2: so i i bought two from um what's that the hunter brand uh yeah rain boots they had like Yeah, yeah. And the I'm not really like I always like like brighter colors like pinks or, mm-hmm. or corals or gri- like bright greens or those are kind of like my colors right now bright green mm-hmm. but I got this this dark blue one that I just loved putting that I put that on where put the hoodie over my head and just hung out like that just felt <laughs> cozy and comfortable and spend oh, my
1: days <laughs> yeah th- those were the times. I was yeah, I was absolutely vibing, and when I wasn't leaving at all, I was just yeah. feeling it.
2: I I uh, I was too, and I, d- I definitely think that um for a a bit there I think it was a good like everyone okay everyone in the entire earth go to go to your rooms everyone just <laughs> sit in your corner and just do some self-reflection for a while and come out when you've, when you've really, th- and I felt like it was like mother earth just being
3: like, y- y'all need to sit down for a
1: second It is. It's, and it's just funny. sit inside your rooms and think about what you've done with
2: your lives and what you want to do with your lives. And like, don't, you know, don't get angry about where the world is right now, but mm-hmm. just really, I like did a lot of like self-reflection and talking with, about like who mm-hmm. I want to be and where I want to surround myself. And obviously the things I want to do once it was all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, I just—I was thinking you—you you said something about like midsummer, and I just remember at one point, uh, just like continuously thinking, like in the middle of a pandemic, in like quote the middle of a pandemic, and it's <laughs> been like the middle for so long, and we don't quite know how long it's going to keep going. Yeah. So um, that's just like funny to think about, like how time's gone by so fast and slow at the same time, and um, how much has happened within the last eight
1: eight months or so it's it's been for me personally far and away the most transformative year of my entire existence i've yeah. never spent more time realizing what i really am and like you said mm-hmm. reflecting meditating practicing self-care using the silence as a means of seeing what, what is it that i actually want to spend my time doing what do i want to spend my time mm-hmm. thinking about and and that's mm-hmm. why i think there's been also such a tough backlash like whether it was people that didn't want to wear masks or what have you is that people really have a tough time being alone and on their own with their own thoughts because yeah that's when you find out the truth and sometimes yeah it's... well
2: that's where like a lot of dark things live you know like yeah. when you when you when you can sit you know whether you're taking mushrooms with your friends or <laughs> you're just hanging out by yourself like there's a lot of things that you're you can be super observant with, or you can shut off, and mm. and most of the time, like a high functioning person within society on a busy pre pandemic day, is completely tunnel visioned and shut off in so many ways oh my gosh, to be efficient yeah. in their job, you know. And so when you take the job away, you know, I think they say like, you know, humans need something to go for each day because that makes them feel purposeful. It makes them feel like they've got something to go for and live for. Um, and so when you start taking away and breaking down the things of that they might have lived for before, mm. even if they didn't like it before, I think that's a, a thing a lot of people are realizing is they don't they didn't really like their jobs before, that, but they still want to go back to it because it gave them something to do. Um, but I I I do think that uh, like examining myself and examining you know really being able to think about what and who i am mm-hmm. has really been great like it's when you're work. i don't you know when you're working on a film project you even you shut off so much of your self-care you shut off so much of your social activities or your self self-examination because you wake up you work you work all day you go home you you know maybe shower and, and brush your teeth and then sleep mm. and then wake up again. You got a pre call and a late call and you're you're yeah. going for it because you really want to do it. Um, but it's really until after the project you're like, okay, now I can rest or now I can relax or you mm. know, maybe on the weekend. But sometimes your weekend is taken up on a Saturday and you only have Sunday to relax. Mm. Um, and that's sometimes not enough. And so a lot of people take time off of, after working on a project like that because. They need time to relax and so i think this this time was like a, a time we all collectively got to relax and, uh-huh. and catch up on friends and catch up on things but in a way that was different where it wasn't like we could go out and be social it's like no it's it's that time where you have to do your self-reflection
1: you, um yeah and, i i have a couple things to say into that for first you yeah. you reminded me of a, a talk that i listened to today actually and it was an Eckhart Tolle talk, and he he was talking about problems, and basically the the sentiment was that people don't really want their problems to end. Like, mm-hmm. pe- people often, you know, of course, if you said to a typical person with a thinking, rational mind who's going, 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 you know, like, would you like your problems to stop, or would you like your, whatever it is, your, your work that you don't care for, or the gross lunch you had today, etc., if, you'd like, if you say, would you like that to stop, they would say yes, but they were saying, like, really, what it means for those problems to stop is for you to stop being obsessed with your thinking mind and your mind constantly saying, you know, I need to do this, I have to do that, I don't like this, I don't like that. When that's quiet, then the problems can't exist. And so I I was really thinking on that today. That people don't people say they want their problems to end, but if they if their problems really were to end, then what would you have to? Like you said, even if they don't like what they're doing, what would you have to talk about? What would you have to do? You know?
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, even like yesterday we finished. So I'm working on another film right now, and with we've had some scheduling issues and we finished yesterday kind of late like nine o'clock eight o'clock or so Mm -hmm. and all the people I'm working with were all being tested and it's nice to work with them and there's all these like little kerfuffles or little like issues that happen at work that you kind of sometimes want to have that like conversation after work and and Uh be able to spew out whatever and let it out and have a beer and you know a lot of times we'd go and have a drink and I was like craving like this social Mm -hmm. norm that we had of like just going and and, I guess complaining or (laughs) or 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 relating to each other
3: about like oh what was your problem of the day or oh don't you think this is so funny and
2: and then cheers and have a drink and laugh it off and let it like stream out Mm -hmm. um But I think, you know, not being able to do that, I was like, Okay, now I can sit with that and
3: rethink about what happened and is it even worth complaining about? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The,
2: the shitty lunch, like I, I try really hard to <laughs> make sure I really like a positive attitude and a lot of like positive thinking
3: uh-huh.
2: going around. And so what I when I put words out, whether it be in the trailer or on set or with my friends, like obviously everybody gripes sometimes, uh-huh. but I try to make sure that I'm saying things that Aren't putting out negative energy like as if you're smoke blowing out like black smoke. If yeah, you absolutely. And so every time you say something negative, you're just filling up the room with more black smoke. And even if you've said things that are true, or just a little off cuff, you know it still can fill up a whole room with black smoke. And no matter how much pos- like clean air, you you put into that, like if you've got someone putting in positive energy, you're still gonna have a layer of black smoke in there. So you almost mm. like physically and and mentally have to like air out. Um, the the space of of I guess that black smoke of negativity. Um,
1: yeah, but, I, I think you come you to know, notice that when you if you if something gets you and you're like you feel an urge to say something to point it out. That's whether it's annoying yeah. or frustrating. I think you come to notice that if you just watch, if you watch yourself having that thought, most often other people are either thinking it or they know they know what it is that you're trying to say like there's there's much more beneath what it is that you're actually saying like like you say no matter what the words you say are it's really the mm-hmm. the experience of hearing it and the emotions mm-hmm. felt with it that's what really stays with people and yeah. and especially right. thinking on what you said earlier about like watching what you say i think the deeper you go the more you find out that it's even just a matter of literally what you are thinking and what you are even when you're not speaking at all your body language and your the way you look at people people feel if you're paranoid people will be more paranoid if you feel more comfortable and open despite grievances people will feel that it's such a subtle and unspoken and unpointed to thing but but you see it in the smallest ways if you if you start to love everything that comes into your mind even if it is silly stuff, if you have a silly idea and you let it go, someone else will also adopt that sort of carefree attitude and of course people love to be collaborative when it comes to bitching or whatever it is because we're, yes. we're, we're really good at it, you know, we're, we're really good at it but, and it can be funny too, you can make really funny jokes at other people's expenses or you can both point to something weird that happened but if you look at the feeling that remains in the air after, say you shit talk somebody and you could giggle about it But if you really feel the energy in the air right after that, it's going to feel like there's still sort of like a bad taste in your mind. Oh
3: my God, that's, yeah, that's so true.
2: It's like, that is actually one of the things that I, as my job, I have to really take in consideration. Because it's, and it's not even about that person who's walking in the room feeling like it's about them. It could be about the person who just left. Mm -hmm. But in, so in the trailer in the morning, we're up at like, Six, you know, we're at the we're start work at like six o'clock. Even yeah, the rest of the crew might not come until eight. Um, but that is a thing that we're told constantly, and that we have we practice constantly. Is actors come in to our energy mm. and they come into like our space. Wow. And so we we help set the tone to like let them like let things out or mm. or or absorb things in or like restart their day. Like for me, like. <clears throat> after thanksgiving i had to reset my tone and be and and be like happy on um, friday and listen to how everybody celebrated and and had you know cuz we had to be very isolated and so there's a lot of making sure that you can change your mindset even if you might not be feeling a certain way you have to protect others if you will from like that negativity that you yeah. might be holding on obviously mm. at some point you got to let it go cuz confess your inside and, yeah. and come out at the wrong time but when you're working or when you're wanting to project positive energy, like shine the light, it's something that you can really get good at after a while. Um, but you also have to protect other people of like, of that shit talking or of the yeah. like negative kind of mindset. Cause if, if you go in there into a room, like you said, and, ha- and have this negative energy, whether it just be on your face or with the way you move or some, the way you interacted with someone it's picked up and it can like churn really quickly and like yes. kind of like tornado out of control. And like, and so that almost opens up space for someone else to that's walking into that space to pick that up and like, Oh, I'm going to take that and tell you about the,
3: mm. the yeah. like
2: the negative dark cloud that's sitting above me instead of being like, Oh, i've got this thing and let it out or yeah. let's just listen to this like christmas music that we put on this radio <laughs> station and well mm. you know so that's uh that's really interesting that you mentioned like the room and and like the energy that it leaves behind because mm-hmm. there is i there is a constant stream of people that coming through I'm yeah i'm just like thinking about that what people are bringing into that space and what you almost have to like bring like cloud that space
0: with on your own. Like if you if you're
1: the host of that
3: space, if mm-hmm. you
1: will. Yeah. Interesting. I I worked on my first film this summer and I yeah. I did production design for it. And it was a very small film, so by production design I mean I did like pretty much all facets and I was consistently moving. And I yeah. I, I think that was the first time that I'd ever it was it was like a four day shoot and it was sun up to sundown. I'd never had a more like demanding situation of, I don't know, just like talking to so many different people moving in so many different directions, doing this and doing that. And I found that when we would have lunch, we were shooting in the woods and I would just go and meditate. And, but I, there's a few ways in which I enjoy meditating. The main one is usually, you know, on my lonesome eyes closed, but since the energy was so active, like on set, I just found myself meditating with eyes open, sort of watching each each part of the crew and the actors and sort of just getting a read on, you know, where everybody's at. Is it too hot for you today? You know, that sort of thing. And I found that so helpful just to see, <laughs> like, okay, here's, here's how I'm going to – here's what I'm going to give off, you know, as I go yeah. through the rest of the day.
2: I really think lunchtime is a good – like that's a that's a really good time to do that is like you can you can watch everybody interact or have like i don't know have time to themselves and almost you're having your time to yourself but it's almost as like a, a peace and quiet moment of yeah. just observance like you don't necess- even though there's a lot of stuff going around and you don't have that like quiet serene peace like you know lack of noise yeah it's almost like you can find the hum of the group and like I guess the I don't
1: know the tone it's, of the It's It's always as, there. As, as, as if you would. No, you know, no matter you know no matter where you are, who you're with, the the groove or the hum or whatever it is you want to call it, it's always there. It's always uh-huh. there. And if you just sync up to it, then you don't you don't really have much of an opinion, you know, like you said you're just you're just observing. That's all you have to do is just um. You just watch, and when you just watch, it's it's always really quiet because <laughs> the the present the present is always very very quiet.
2: Interesting, that's really interesting. I feel like I'm gonna try. I I, I feel like I do that in some way, but I feel like I might do that intentionally now. Mm. Um. And and maybe I don't know. So now we also have lunches like pretty isolated. So mm-hmm. there's not much of a moment. There's something about, um, lunchtime on sets, even if it's a small set or, or like a large set, um, you just, you, it's, it is like a reset for the, for the group. You, you're seeing everybody kind of collectively get together and almost do something that has nothing to do with the work, even though they're Mm. only there because of the work, you're collectively eating a meal together, um and having like a shared experience where sometimes on set like everybody's off having their own experience working towards that same project you know Mm -hmm. um
3: that's interesting yeah how was so that was this summer you had your first that was the summer or was
2: that
1: yeah it was it was the end of august it was a little sketchy (laughs) we we did testing to the best of our ability but it was it was a small twelve thousand dollars so little short film yeah. That's awesome.
3: That's yeah, really
2: awesome.
1: It was a blast. Um,
2: I, yeah, there's something, also you guys are like kind of isolated together, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you're out yeah. in the woods working together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a bizarre experience for sure. What, did you all wear masks as well? Yeah, to the best of our ability. Yeah. Tried to keep, yeah. keep separate people. Only actors could go into trailers and that sort of thing. So. Yeah.
2: It's, It's when you were talking earlier also about, um, the the vibe that you put off Mm -hmm. because everybody's like wearing masks now, everybody's like covering half their face. So really they can only see like just their eyes. And I think a lot of people have been like looking more directly into people's eyes Mm. because that's kind of the only, that's something I, I noticed recently. Um, because now you can really read on someone's eyes like how they're feeling yeah because you know they, i think for a little bit people were really out of practice with um you know there are pe- i guess with the people who really quarantined some of them are, have been really out of practice with how to be in like social interactions and now everybody's kind of like covering their faces covering
3: mm-hmm. their
2: hands or like most you know other than summer but um I don't know. I've been. I just. I've been noticing it that I've been doing it a lot more. Where just to see somebody, I look at their eyes, um, and I'm getting more eye contact back. And that's like kind of funny. That like some people I'm working with, I've never seen their their full face. Wow.
1: Don't you so, feel it? I I feel like every time I look someone in the eyes, you you feel this really almost like full body experience. <laughs> like it's it's almost startling. Mm-hmm like when you yeah. not even like a glance but when two people really take the time to look at each other it's like yeah. whoa there's nothing left to say here hi <laughs> like yeah, i don't know yeah. Like, yeah. it's so yeah. it's so primal and it's so deeply it's really intimate i think like it's just special it's really really yeah. special I,
2: I read something about like eyes and how some eyes are blue and some eyes are brown recently where it's instead of it being a coloring and I could be wrong I saw it on the internet
3: so (laughs) so it's true (laughs) but it said the brown eyes that means that there's more melanin
2: so all the all the all the little like strings I guess you could see coming off the dark part of your eye into the outer like the outer rim of someone's eye Uh those are all filled with melanin in, in brown eyes so the deep the deeper those little strings are of color like the more melanin cells they have in their eyes so the blue like once you start going into blue eyes you start seeing the layers of the full yeah um eye i guess and so the bluer the eye the less color cells that are in those layers Mm. so people who have those piercing eyes that like kind of go in and you can see all those little different yeah you know lines or or dots or Or colors, it's just like how they're the, the, I guess, the amount of cells in their
1: eyes. (laughs) What what color? I I I thought it was really interesting. Instead of it being like just a color, Mm -hmm. and you know, that's just what it is. What color eyes do you have, Tiffany?
2: I have blue eyes, and sometimes they change. And so it was Mm. talking about like how eyes change, you know some will get like pushed in i don't know i don't i don't know exactly how that works
3: (laughs) um, wow
2: like i guess it's like flexing a a muscle maybe where like you are you you're more staring at something or like the color changes and so it pushes more melanin in your eyes and when it when it's like bright out or something
1: whoa i don't know I could be completely wrong on that. I have no idea. Have you ever heard of the like... the strange... I, this has been around for a long time, but like the idea that when you're feeling more infatuated or interested or something along those lines, your eyes dilate? Have you ever heard something along those lines? Oh, yeah. I have. Do you know anything yeah, about yeah. that? I've always felt it was kind of optimistic, but...
2: <laughs> well, okay, so there's also that in drugs so like obviously if you take certain drugs your eyes will um widen or Uh you know
3: the dark part will widen or or make go smaller but Mm. i think
2: i think when you look at somebody's eyes so like if you're okay let's say you're in (laughs) you're staring into someone's eyes that you're like dating Uh and you see their eye like you can see their eye like widen at certain times and you get those like puppy dog eyes where the dark part opens up and it almost turn, and you're like um almost can watch it change yeah as you have like a conversation um but yeah that's something i haven't done in a while so i haven't really <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen the depths of somebody's eyes I have been. I have been six feet away from most people for.
1: I want to. I want to know what my eyes look like right now. I wonder if discussing it
0: changes them.
2: <laughs> well, the the, the the tricky part is as soon as you put a light on it to look at it, <laughs> it, it it hides. So it's like no, no, that. no, <laughs> no. yeah, it
1: goes
2: right back in. <laughs> no, um, but if you you know if you take a picture of somebody's eyes really close up in like just the right lighting maybe that's just maybe that's the magic of like golden hour
3: who
1: knows wow.
2: cinematic what color are your eyes blue oh okay yeah yeah i have i have blue eyes with
1: uh like a dark rim around the outer edge mm-hmm. and like a little bit of
0: gold sometimes i swear but gold i, <laughs> what you? Yeah, I, have, I, I have like this like
2: gold area like a hazel area right around black
0: part. Wow.
1: I'm going to go look in a mirror.
2: Go look in a mirror see what color your eyes are.
1: I am. That sounds like a good idea. I'm going to look at people in the eyes tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I mean, because you can't see their faces, you know, you can only see their eyes, so...
1: Eyes are so telling. So telling. Yeah, they are. And... They're so they're so pretty, and sometimes you can see into somebody's eyes and be like, "Oh, okay." Even though you come off this way, I know <laughs> what you mean. No, you can you can tell a peaceful soul by their eyes. Absolutely, you can really see it because mm-hmm. you can tell fear really easily, especially when it's like darting around or they're kind of like you like shaking eyes almost.
3: Mhm. And, and shame. If you've seen the
1: shame in yeah. someone's
0: eyes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: One time. Um, this person I was really angry at, um, just, I, I told him that his eyes looked dead inside.
0: Wow. And he was, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. Why
1: were, why were you angry at him?
2: Oh, that's a long story.
1: I've got time if you want to share it.
2: <laughs> no, I feel like that's a,
3: that's a, <laughs> that's a, that is one to
1: not have over phone. <laughs> one for the books. <laughs> yeah,
3: that is its own chapter.
2: Do you ever think about putting um, putting together like short stories of things that have happened to you?
0: Um. And
3: just
2: seeing what that TV show would be like. Um, you know, there's that show uh, I don't know, I feel like a lot of modern shows are doing this where they they're telling like a bigger story, but they put it together in smaller little vignettes of episodes, like half an hour episodes.
1: Do you have an example that I can think of?
2: Um, what's that show? I may, I may destroy you. I think I've was heard of that. That, that. I think I've heard. Yeah, it. that. That was a really good show.
1: Yeah, um, I write a lot, and so I feel like that's essentially what I do in my writing is short stories about what's going on.
2: I guess that's what Fargo is too, in a way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's but what I was. That was the first thing stories. I thought of. <laughs>
2: You you're only on the first episode and it gets just Have you watched all
3: the seasons?
1: Yeah, I actually I've seen I've seen season 1 like many times. I've seen three okay. I only watched 3 once when it came out, but I actually just finished watching season 2 with my girlfriend like last week. Yeah. So I I just got done with season 2 and I'm very much so in the mind mindset of that of that season. So I'm yeah. I'm in the world and it's getting colder, There's- so I'm I'm feeling it.
2: Yeah, you're in Fargo season. I, that's like <laughs> I'm so happy. I the only thing I wish I, it was just longer. Like I loved working <laughs> on the show,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um, I'm like kind of, I've been really nervous watching this season because of like how much of my life it, like watching it is almost like the cherry on top. Um, I think this year I really realized that like the 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 art of filmmaking for me is like the process, like the being on set and like mm-hmm. the everyday. Um, and really, like I think, like talking about examining all the stuff is just really interesting. Like going, separating yourself, and like walking past, and like looking at like the crowd of it all. Yeah. Um, has been something I like. Those are a lot of fond memories when I think about that. Well, oh no. man. Yeah. The, these episodes, you're I hope you're ready for them. They're going to be. <laughs> I'll keep
1: I'll keep you updated on on how I experience them if you'd like. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would like that. I really, I, Especially the last couple episodes, I'm, I'm really excited to see the difference, and I feel like I'm going to want to um, talk with someone about how, how they perceive it as well.
1: Well, man, the first episode, right away, like it comes off swinging, typical Fargo vibes, where it's like things are just calamitous, there's a little bit of humor, there's some drums. And I noticed they use Full Moon by Eden Abez. Which is a song that they used in the very first season, and I was like, Interesting. "Hello, yeah." It was this. It was the scene where the nurse and Jason Schwartzman's character. I'm sorry, I haven't learned the cast names yet. I will soon, but oh, Josto. Yes, Josto. Um, yeah. And what's her name? S- S- saying? So
2: Jesse. Jesse plays um.
1: Orietta. She's amazing, by the way. I'm floored She's already. Amazing. I watched She's them amazing. thinking of ending things earlier this year and yeah i'm i'm definitely i've got a actress interest
0: at the moment
2: yeah she's i didn't realize um like i start i started more realize like finding the things i knew jesse from
0: Mm
3: -hmm. but i never you know i
2: didn't really know who she was until working with her and then just every day being like completely um surprised and not even surprised because it's not a surprise it's more of just like impressed Uh uh-huh she's just very impressive um and such a delight to work with too good to hear i I didn't so that's all apparently noah noah does all the soundtrack as well so he yeah he's like the mastermind he is a the brain
3: Of it all, like he is a genius (laughs) when it comes
2: to that. Like, and that's interesting. You notice that because I—that is not something I noticed and
1: picked up on. The soundtrack Um, is one of, that's one of the most important things to me about the show. I like, I think the songs are so thoughtful and like expertly chosen. Especially after just watching season two, like the vibe Mm -hmm. is just right when it comes to Mm -hmm. the songs that are picked. And there's so many drums and stuff. And I also Mm talked to, um, I talked to Jeff Russo who does the music back in, like... This was, like, last year. That was really weird, too, because you guys weren't done yet. And he was... I think... I think Or maybe you were done, but the release date had been postponed. But he was still working on the music when we spoke. So it's really weird now to think on that. Yeah. So
2: that's wild. There's so much... I could talk about the shit that happened, like, in, like, sequences of how, like... I guess that last bit went for a while there's and even like reminiscing on all the, like where we were at like last year this time mm-hmm. um we were all in a really small town called pontiac and it's our, it's on route 66 so super like americana vibes there
0: where's that um at?
2: pontiac illinois
0: oh wow and
2: there's other towns around there that we like would shoot and film um other little bits at mm-hmm and we were all like in three different hotels huh. all sharing like the same quarters for like a week and a half so mm-hmm. it, it was like kind of like filmmaking filmmaking camp <laughs> um, which is always like shooting on location is, has its challenges and is always fun uh-huh. but there was like a a night like people would get together and have you know drinks after work and stuff and mm-hmm. there was a night everybody went over to the pool in one of the um in one of the hotels and just like all hung out in that hot tub and just like thinking about how like grand life is and just (laughs) how innocent we were like in November of
3: 2019.
2: Wow. All just, oh my God, it's so funny. Man. But yeah, shooting on location, it was a lot of fun. It was a really, really, really talented group of people that were working on that show. Um, so watching it, I feel like I'm going to have to watch like many times to really pick up on all this stuff because yeah. you know you watch it and you just think of the memories or something
3: you're just thinking of like mm-hmm. what
2: it was shooting on that day and
1: um that's rad man i, I really appreciated yeah. talking to you thank you for sharing yeah i'm yeah i'm glad i could um, connect with you and and kind of d- delve into the fargo world a little bit yeah. and amongst other things <laughs> are you from chicago by the way i am
2: i've Well, I was born in Milwaukee Mm -hmm. and then grew up in Sycamore, Illinois, which Mm. is uh, Fargo land. Like, it's cornfield (laughs) land. Yeah. Um, And then moved to Chicago when I was 18. Uh, Went to film school. Or went to, no, sorry. Went to um, Columbia College for fine art and met a bunch of film friends there.
3: Wow. Um, But then went off and did my own thing for cosmetology and oh realized really that instead cool.
2: of working on at a salon or something i work on film sets. <laughs> drink the kool-aid <laughs> <laughs> well
1: that's cool man yeah well, i yeah, think i think this is uh i let think this if... is good for sure
2: yeah let me know if you need anything else and uh you know Thank you again for finding me
1: and asking me questions. Absolutely. You you have a really, really beautiful way of speaking and I've appreciated our time together a lot. So I hope oh, I hope we you. cross paths in the future. Yeah, take care of yourself and maybe I'll see you on a film set. Yeah, hopefully. I'll let you know when I publish.